sideline there are holding hands on the sideline, praying for a stop in a state championship. 21 ticks left on the clock. Plymouth's going to send Dosen, the receiver, out to the right. They got a running back in the slot on the right, and Roy's going to roll. He's going to throw to the left. He's got open. him. He's got him. Touchdown, Makeup. He got him. He was wide open in the left front corner of the end zone, and Plymouth is taking the lead. It's 26 24 with 16 seconds left to play. Championship as Garrett Maycumber makes the catch in the end zone. Plymouth moves ahead of Bo. They win it 27 to 24. Here to talk about the championship in Plymouth is Coach Chris Sanborn. Coach Sanborn, good morning and uh, thanks so much and congratulations. You guys really, really deserve it. What a, what a game! Well, I appreciate it. You know, we're pretty excited to get the championship. It was a little crazy. Came down to the final minutes, uh, but, uh, you know, we got the championship, and, of course, we're just ecstatic to bring it back to Plymouth. Yeah, you and I have talked about getting out and uh, playing golf together. I'm just letting you know, in the spring, I'm not golfing with some guy with a mohawk. I'm not doing it. So you need to clear that up before we get out in the golf course. What is the situation with your hair at this moment? Well, the boys just shaved my head uh, today at about 9 o'clock. I've officially got a mohawk. It was a terrible <laughs> shave job. I had Connor McGowan shaving one side. And oh, Garrett I saw May pictures. Doing the other side. Oh, I've been sent pictures already. Oh, you've been sent pictures already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got them. Uh, it's, uh, it's the worst haircut ever, but you know what? <laughs> I, I made a deal, and uh, I guess I had to live up to it, you know? It's, of course. It's, it's worth it, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the, the play call, which you just heard. Um, that drive where you got the football with about four minutes left to go. You had a couple of timeouts. You had to go 75 yards down the field. You methodically worked your way down there. It got to a situation where you really needed to throw the ball, something that you guys don't necessarily do a whole lot of and don't even necessarily like to do it, but you can do it when you need to and when you want to, and you were set up in that situation, 15-yard line, 21 seconds to go. There was a timeout call. What were you guys talking about in the huddle? Well, I was just talking about in the huddle that we had we were calling two plays um, and we had run the, the play, I called two plays, and, and the boys came in the huddle the previous play, and they, and they messed it up, and they ran it differently than we wanted to run it, so there was some confusion. The linemen, some linemen thought it was going one way, and it went the other way, so they got confused, so I knew it, it, as soon as they got back on the line to run it again that they were probably going to run it incorrectly again, so I took the last time out there, and when I had the last time out, I just said to the guys, you know, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run this play. And, if it, and I just said to Garrett, make sure you're in the end zone. And, if, and I told the quarterback, either it's complete or incomplete. Um, you know what I mean? Because we're, we're running out of time. So and if, and if it's incomplete, we're going we're gonna to do some different things. And, you know, we, we, they'll stop the clock and get back in the huddle. So, uh, you know, when Garrett leaked out there, he was he was open. Uh, safety tried to recover. Just a little late getting there. You know, Bo's very good on the uh, covering screens and stuff like that. And we knew it. And, uh, you know, we're hoping the outside linebacker might bite on the, on the halfback coming that way. And, allowing the fullback to get in the back, you know, the back third of the field, which it, which it worked out. Did Bo do anything um, that surprised you on Saturday? Anything, you know, really different? They threw the ball a lot. I mean, did, did they do anything that really surprised you the second time around? Uh, you know, just a little bit. Uh, you know, Bo's very, very good up front. They got a great offensive defensive line. So I was a little surprised offensively that they went so much to pass. I had a feeling that they were going to spread it out and pass. 
because that's what we've been seeing more and more. But I, I thought they might try to line up with us and, and uh, smash the football offensively a little more. Um, you know, we had a little trouble in that first half. It was killing us. We had a little trouble covering the back of the backfield. He's a good player. And, and uh, linebackers just uh, just weren't quite uh, responding in the first half and, and, and going to the keys. And we had to make kind of a substitution there in the, in the second half. We had to put uh, Colby Moore in the middle um, just because he had a little more speed covering the back of the backfield. I want to ask you about another play call that happened uh, not too long before halftime. You were facing fourth and short from right about midfield. Maycumber was not in the game, usually a fourth and short. You're thinking, all right, let's give it a big number, 48. But it was Connor McGowan that got the call, and he made you guys once again look like geniuses. Well, you know, some things, sometimes things work the way you uh, you want them to, but <laughs> sometimes you get lucky. You know, Garrett got hurt on third play of the game, and his hip was really bothering him. He just was, was really limited. He didn't think he'd go full speed. He was really struggling. They were trying to loosen him up on the sideline. He kept trying to go back, and it was really bothering him. So, you know, that drive, we had to go to Connor McGowan, and he's, he's had a pretty good year. Um, you know, we always say that the next guy ready. And, and the key to that play was uh, um, we put Sammy Slaughter back in at halfback there, you know, pretty good player, but hasn't played much this year. He's been, been nursing injuries, and uh, thought he made a couple great blocks on that drive. And that touchdown, you go look at the film, and, and Sammy Slaughter just made some great blocks. And uh, very impressed to see him get back. And he made a nice block on on a on that first touchdown as well. So it was you know pretty special to have him in there, and he, and he did a great job. And uh, you know Connor took it all the way to the touchdown. So right before the half, that was uh, probably the most important play of the day. One of the um, one of the moments I'll never forget is as you guys are making your way down on that final drive. <laughs> Brandon Roy, who I've now spoken to a couple times, seems like a very kind of like a mellow kind of chill kind of kid, or at least he comes off that way. He was very mellow and very chill as he was slowly jogging over to you, slowly jogging to the huddle, and it's like 212, 211, 210. Pete and I are in the booth going, you got to get back in the huddle, buddy. But did, did you? I think at one point you called the timeout, and then he started sort of quickening his pace back to the huddle. But I went out um, to Buffalo Wild Wings after the game with Danny Hodston, the, um, the Summersworth coach, and, and Justin McIsaac, and we were both saying that we were kind of yelling, like, you got to move, kid. He, did you tell him, hey, you got to get back to the huddle a little quicker? Or did you want yeah, the clock it, to bleed there? Or? You know, it's, it's kind of funny because I was getting after him. I'm like, we got to get things moving. we got to get going. And I was getting after him. And it was twice during that drive the defensive coordinator, Tom Liam, came running down the sideline. He's like, hey. You can't you got you can't score with any time left on the clock. You can't give him the ball back. I'm like, what about giving the ball back? I'm like, I'm worried about scoring. Yeah. Forget forget draining the clock. You know, I mean, as much as you, you know, we knew uh, Bo was very good and they got a great kicker. We didn't really want to give him a chance. If we did take the lead, uh, more importantly, we had to try to try to get the touchdown. And uh, you know, Brandon, he doesn't he doesn't get too worked up about stuff. He's I was kind of getting a little a little frustrated with him there, but uh, you know, he made a great pass on the, on the final play. So I got to give him some credit. Can you talk about the Wyndham game? Because, you know, I think that was the game where people really started to open their eyes about your football team because they were such a dominant team and they've been a dominant team in this league for a long time. And you weren't supposed to go down there and win that football game. And you guys went down there and won that football game. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty exciting win. I think it really started the week before for us against St. Thomas, who was a very good team. Uh, I thought our kids played really well. Uh, finally got in that playoff mode and, and really executed well, had a great week of practice. And then uh, Owen Brickley did some great things for us and, and, of course, broke his collarbone in that game. So it was kind of like, 
now I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go again. But I got I got to give the kids credit. They they never batted an eye when when no one got hurt. It was just like, okay, the next kid's ready. And I, I think that was the mentality going into Wyndham, that you know, hey, the next guy's got to be ready. We've 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 overcome so much right now. At this point in time, what is it to get worked up about? You know, they they got ready for Wyndham. They didn't seem to be uh, you know like overly afraid of Wyndham. They didn't seem only excited, even though Wyndham was undefeated in the Senate. They they seemed to approach it just like uh, any other game. And we kind of worked on that. And I think that was a mentality. I think they had just overcome so much that they were a little desensitized to that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, they were kind of desensitized to the hype because they'd just been so, through so much. And, uh, you know, it really came down to down there. I think, I think you know, people maybe took a little bit of notice of our defensive line. Uh, our defensive line played very, very well against Wyndham. And, yeah. Wyndham likes to get that steamroller going and just and just drive you off the ball and, you know, and, and then just get their backs coming up the hole and get, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten yards. And our defensive line, you know, you know, really got a got a surge in the backfield, got to the heels, caused a bubble, and uh, made some plays in the backfield. I think which was the difference. I think they were just the key to their victory. What was uh What was the scene like when you guys went back into Plymouth? I saw some of the video um, that you posted online, but it, you know, tell everybody what that scene was like. Oh, after the championship game there, yeah. So we're we're, we're coming back up the interstate, and uh, as we get to uh, Ashland, which is uh, the first town in that school district, there, there was state police and town police and fire trucks waiting for us. And as we got closer to Plymouth, there was more police and more fire trucks on the interstate. So we got off there, right down by the college field house there. There was fire trucks like Romney, Thornton, Campton, and it was just, you know, as we're getting off the off ramp, you could see fire trucks and police leading us in, escorting us all the way into town, all the way up to almost the traffic surf in the town there, the, the, um, where the train tracks are, right, heading up to the college. So it was quite a line of, uh, quite an escort coming back into town, I tell you what, and I think the boys, you know, they felt that was one of the most special parts of the whole thing. It's, Pretty special, uh, you know, living and working in a small town like Plymouth in the in the area with the support you got, and to see that support from the people when you when you get back into town, coming from the championship, it was a that's a pretty special moment, and I don't think that's a moment those boys are ever going to forget. How about you, as far as kind of getting your own now? I mean, you've you've won championships as an assistant coach, now you got one as a head coach. How different is that? Well, you know, I, I thought, I, I got to be honest with you, I thought it would be a little more different than it actually was, you know, but I look back at being assistant and, and all those championships and how, how important they were to me and how tied you were in. And, and I think football a little more, a little different than other sports, you know what I mean? It, it, you need, you can't do it alone, and there's so many assistant coaches, you know. The key to our whole getting to the championship game was our defense. Tom Land did a great job, and, you know, we went down to Wyndham and our special teams, Mike Boyle coach, did such an amazing job that, you know what, yeah, I guess you're the head coach and, and, and you get some recognition, but uh, you know I know from being an assistant and, and how much time I put in the assistant that I know how much time these assistants put in. And, uh, you know, it's really a group effort. And, and really more importantly, it's, it's for the kids, you know, those kids that have an opportunity to get back, uh, get back to the championship game and, and win one, especially for those seniors. It's a pretty special moment for them. Well, it's been a pleasure covering your team, Coach. Uh, we, uh, we're happy for you. And we're also happy that it is uh, getting colder so you can wear a hat to cover that awful haircut you got now. So, Yeah, well, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got to go find a hat someplace because I can't be walking <laughs> around school. It, it, not only is it a, it a mohawk or whatever it is, but it is the worst mohawk in the world. It's a, put, it's a butcher <laughs> job, right? <laughs> I think Garrett's trimmers were on a different level than McGowan's trimmers. They had two different trimmers going. They, they didn't do them straight. They didn't, they didn't line it up in the middle. I don't know why I left it up to those two, how those two got a hold of the Clippers, but uh, 
I got to figure something out because this is this is pretty bad. Maybe I'll show up to the huddle next week down in Manchester and I'll still have my mohawk. That, that, that by the way, I think that butcher job might have been a little bit intentional. One of my, I, I told you this on the phone, but one of my favorite moments from all these, you know, I've been lucky enough to kind of, you know, I was there in Milford, I was there in Wyndham, and then of course on Saturday was when you said after the Wyndham game. You were just happy and proud of the kids. You go, you know, we yelled at them sometimes. It was hilarious because, like, eight of the kids were like, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that was unintentional, those clipper lengths. Yeah, probably not. I, they, they mentioned that comment a couple times on a window after I said that. Oh, you know, they mentioned it sometimes. You yell at all the time. You know, a little bit here and there. You Whatever know? you did worked. <laughs> Thanks so much, hey, Coach. Some, sometimes you get lucky. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. All right. Enjoy it. Right, we'll buddy. talk to you down the line. Chris Sanborn from Plymouth, a champion, the Plymouth Bobcats. Uh, We've said that before, Bo. yeah. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. i got to talk a little power poll. The final power poll is out. I take umbrage with some of it. I want to see your thoughts on this thing. And uh, I think we got it right at the top anyway. But we'll talk about that when we return to the New Hampshire High School Football Show. Special postseason Thanksgiving weekend edition of the program on ESPN, New Hampshire, and NHSportsPage.com.